In March 2018, Justin Bieber's girlfriend was Selena Gomez. By September, Hayley Baldwin was his wife. The fallout of that particularly tight timeline would captivate the public for years to come. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. We are finally here. Part four of, of four. four. We, we, I was going to say we did it, but we're not done yet. <laughs> we are 75% of the way through. If you are just joining us, do not just join us here. Please Don't go back be an idiot. to part one. <laughs> we've done a lot of work to get to this point in the last three episodes, Mish. We've essentially laid out all the background stuff, like the stories of how Justin, Selena and Hayley became famous, how they all met, and they're kind of interconnected love stories. This is our book. We've written a book. Please go listen to the book before you join us for the final chapter of the book. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, we've spoken at length about Justin's many career controversies over the years. An abandoned monkey, peeing in a mop bucket, drag racing under the influence of drugs. Last episode, we saw him bounce back and forth between a few women, not just Haley, but also Selena and Sophia Ritchie. He told the world in last week's episode that he loved Haley Baldwin, but then a few weeks later was seen with Selena Gomez and then a month or two after that was seen with Sophia Ritchie. It was pretty confusing, I'm not going to lie. Now, we also charted the rise and demise of Selena and The weekend, as well as Selena's battle with lupus, a condition that saw her get a kidney transplant in 2017. Now, while she was recovering from that, Selena reconnected with Justin, who had recently cancelled the rest of his world tour and was struggling with poor mental health. Mm. The other thing we also touched on were reports that Selena's mum wasn't entirely happy with the rekindled or the reported rekindled romance between Selena and Justin. W Magazine reported that Selena's mum told Gossip Cop, Selena can live her life however she wants as long as she is happy, safe and healthy. She is 25 years old and knows what is at stake with her health. Yeah, regardless of her family views though, Selena and Justin were together. In fact, Selena posted about Justin on his birthday in 2018. We are going to rewind back to that point, Zara McDonald. March 2018, Selena and Justin are together and their Instagram official. Alrighty, Mish. So a week after the Instagram photo that Selena posted where she said, someone I know that happens to be super cool was born today, boom, things abruptly changed. On the 8th of March, E! News reported that the couple was on a break and needed some space from each other for a little while. Yeah, by March 20, things looked to be over for good. Justin was seen at a Craig David concert with his arm around a mystery blonde woman's waist. Now, Entertainment Tonight got their hands on this footage first and soon enough, internet sleuths managed to figure out the identity of the mystery blonde woman. It doesn't it, take them long. It does not take them long. They're a talented bunch online and it turned out to be 22-year-old model Baskin Champion. So again, with Selena, but a couple weeks later, with a mystery blonde woman named Baskin. Yeah, by the end of March 2018, tabloids were reporting that Jelena 3.0 was done for good. So what did Hayley been doing all this time? I mean, we haven't really mentioned Hayley since her and Justin broke up in early 2016. Now, as we said I don't know what episode it was now. I'm like, <laughs> at some point, 
Justin and Haley ended on bad, bad terms. Very now, bad. We never quite found out why, but we <laughs> did know they didn't speak for a long time after their breakup. In an interview with The Times, Haley has said, Justin and I were friends for a long time. I met him when I was really young and he was one of my best friends. Everybody knows that at a certain point in time, that turned into something else. But that just happens when you're 18, 19. It was what it was. We went through a long period of time when we weren't friends. We didn't speak for quite some time and there was a lot of weirdness that went on. A lot of weirdness that went on. At the end of 2017, Haley Baldwin was linked to another male pop star. This time it was Sean Mendes. Now, fun fact, Haley initially tweeted Sean Mendes in 2013 asking to date him. She tweeted, "Hey Sean Mendes, let's date so you can sing to me all day." I'm joking, but not really. I want <laughs> Haley was me as a as a tween oh wasn't just, she ever just she was all of us tweeting some really embarrassing content but also had closer proximity to these people so it could end up being yeah. true <laughs> now they were initially spotted at a halloween party that universal studios put on and were later papped hanging out and going on dates i'm kind of still in so many minds about whether this was a pr relationship or not he was 19 she was 20 and by december he was actually taking her home to toronto for christmas to introduce Introduce her to his family. So that's kind of the only fact because I've always thought I think this was a PR thing. Mm. But that fact yeah. of her going to Toronto, but then I'm like, is that deliberately planned because it was a PR relationship? Not that we don't love Toronto. I agree. I think if she genuinely did go to Toronto to meet his family at Christmas time, it's a legit relationship. Celebrities want to get publicity. Do they want it so badly they give up Christmas to spend it overseas with another person's family? Like that that takes it a level beyond a PR relationship, I think. I think there probably was something there if that trip happened. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like maybe she was in Toronto, but she's still there on Christmas Day. Like is there mayonnaise yes. to the reporting? Some good old mayo. I think yes. perhaps the reason you and I always suspected this was a PR relationship is because they were so maybe forthright with public appearances together. I think the the main public appearance that we have in our minds is in May when they appeared at the Met Gala together. Now, Hayley wore custom Tommy Hilfiger and debuted some newly dyed pink hair littered with a flower crown. Sean wore a Tommy Hilfiger suit. So they went together they went with together. Tommy Hilfiger. It was a branding piece. It was good for Tommy Hilfiger. It was good for them. Yes, it was. And their brands... Who knows? It's up to the listeners. What do you think? Uh, I kind of don't think that they actually properly dated. Mm. And I don't know if it's because maybe they didn't date for long, but the body language, particularly at the Met Gala, just Ooh, didn't she's seem... she's a body language expert. I hate her, but truly, <laughs> it didn't seem there for me. Even the way they were posing is kind of how I'd pose with my male friends rather than my male partner. It was a little bit cardboard cut out. There yes. wasn't a lot of uh, Snuggling chemistry. In. Yes, no, for sure. Now, also, it didn't help that Haley told The Times days after going to the Met Gala with Sean that they actually weren't dating. She said, we hang out and he's super lovely and a very, very nice young gentleman, but I am single. Very, very nice young gentleman. Now, the piece went on with the journal saying she wants to get married and have children in the next 10 years. Years, five even. Haley told the journal, the dating pool is small. It is rare to find somebody that has the same ideas and morals as me. Mm, Sean Mendes later agreed with Haley, saying that they were more than friends at one point, but it was hard to define. He said, I don't even want to put a title on it. I think it was more of a zone of limbo. I think that is what is confusing to me, because if you're in a zone of limbo with someone, 
why are you going to the Met Gala together and making that so public? Yeah. If you're not sure what it is, why do you want everybody else talking about it? Yeah, that's so why- true. If you're genuinely casually having sex together, two celebrities casually having sex, you're not deliberately shoving that into the public domain. Yes. You're keeping that quiet. Quiet. Yes. It doesn't make any sense to make mm. the most public appearance you could. Yeah. Now, at this point in the timeline, we've caught back up to where we left Justin Bieber, right? So he was papped with Baskin Champion. He had just left Selena Gomez. It's 2018. Fast forward to June and reports begin to surface that he and Hayley Baldwin might be getting back together. Why? Because they were seen in Miami for a weekend church conference. Now, how's this report from Lainey Gossip at the time that really takes us there? They were seen with their arms around each other and holding hands at a club. They also went to a movie. And then yesterday they were photographed by the pool where she was seen playing with his hair and drying him off with a towel. (laughs) So JB is back together with another ex-girlfriend after getting back together with Selena Gomez and then breaking up again. An insider also told E! News that they were definitely getting cosy again. They said they both have two things in common. They love to party and they love their church organisation. Partying and church. So how did they get back together and didn't they supposedly hate each other for a time as well? The story now goes, per Haley, that in April 2018, she appeared on Jimmy Fallon and she did this thing where she showed a quirky little skill, as is customary for a late night TV interview, which was her opening beer bottles with her teeth. Now... I hate watching this video. My partner can actually do this. I hate watching people do it, but I'm I like it makes me feel sick because it's like I'm convinced teeth are going to break. My teeth would crack. But, I'm just convinced they would. But I am also impressed. Impressed, but I I just want to know that you can do it. I don't want to actively watch you doing it. Yeah, and I don't need to see it more than once. Oh, anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So anyway, she did that on TV, Zara. Yeah, and here is how she recalls what happened after that. Last time I was here, we did this little party trick where I opened a Corona bottle with my teeth. And the next morning, after the interview had aired, I got a certain phone call from a certain someone. And it was a little like, hey, how are you? I saw you on Jimmy Fallon last night. You were looking really good. I loved that trick that you did. I had no idea that you can do that. It was so cool. Cut two. I'm now married to that certain someone. <laughs> So I think what's most fascinating for me is the timeline here is very interesting because as we just mentioned, that Jimmy Fallon appearance was in April. A few weeks after that, now stay with me, Baldwin actually went to the Met Gala with Shawn Mendes. A couple of weeks after the Met Gala, she was spotted kissing Justin. So was she talking to Justin while she was seeing Sean? Was it more of a case that Sean and Haley had agreed to go to the Met Gala with Tommy Hilfiger and wanted to fulfill obligations? But this is blurry here too. And they're open about it being blurry without perhaps even realising. Yes. As we said, maybe it just wasn't very serious between Sean and Haley, so it didn't really matter if she was talking to Justin on the side. I think that is likely the case. Yeah. So from about June 2018, we definitely get the sense that Haley and Justin were back on after reconnecting in April. I just don't think anyone realised at the time how very on they were. I think naturally, though, I mean, that passage that I read just before from Lainey Gossip captured what we considered of Justin Bieber at that time, which was he, he was kind of having very short flings with girls that he'd had in his life for a long time mm. and wasn't sort of settling down. 
But just weeks after they were spotted together, some more serious rumours started to circulate. Were Hayley Baldwin and Justin Bieber actually engaged? Now, as an age check, he was 24 at this point and she was 21. So young. It all started with a TMZ report on Sunday the 8th of July in 2018. So really just a month after we knew that they were back together, which speculated that the couple had gotten engaged the evening before. Now, here is a passage from that piece. Two eyewitnesses who claim to have seen the proposal go down tell us it happened at a resort in the Bahamas. They say everyone was at a restaurant on the property doing salsa dancing when Justin's security told everyone to put their phones away because something special was about to happen. (laughs) We're told Justin then proposed in front of everyone. Another source with knowledge of the situation also confirmed to TMZ that Justin and Haley did, in fact, get engaged on Saturday night. Yeah, the plot thickened a little more when Justin's dad, Jeremy, posted a photo of his son on Instagram soon after. Jeremy's caption read, Proud is an understatement, excited for the next chapter. The day after that, Haley's dad tweeted <laughs> and then deleted the following, Sweet smile on my face. Me and my wife always pray for God's will. He is moving in the hearts of JB and HB. Let's all pray for his will to be done. Love you two so much. Love it when parents accidentally break the news before the kids have. It's such a boomer move. Isn't it? (laughs) Nah, it wasn't until the next day that Justin finally confirmed the news on Instagram. I will be honest, it's a bit of a rambling caption, but I want to read it out. In full. There's a lot going on here. It's also his vibe. He, I think he truly, Justin yeah. Bieber truly sits on his phone. And writes what he's thinking. Writes it, doesn't go back and check, just goes, that's how I feel. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> now, he said, was going to wait a while to say anything, but word travels fast. <laughs> I mean, from your parents. <laughs> Listen, plain and simple, Haley. I am so in love with everything about you. So committed to spending my life, getting to know every single part of you, loving you patiently and kindly. I promise to lead our family with honour and integrity, letting Jesus through his Holy Spirit guide us in everything we do and every decision we make my heart is completely and fully yours capital letters capital letters and i will always capital letters put you first you are the love of my life Haley baldwin and i wouldn't want to spend it with anyone else you make me so much better and we complement each other so well can't wait for the best season of life yet God's timing really is literally perfect. We got engaged on the seventh day of the seventh month. The number seven is the number of spiritual perfection. It's true. Google it. Google it. Isn't that nuts? (laughs) By the way, I didn't plan that. Anyways, we're going to, and this is in capitals, we're going to be better at 70, baby. Here we go. (laughs) The best part of being like God's will or the God's luck. God's timing is literally perfect. We got engaged on the seventh day of the seventh month. By the way, I didn't plan that. But you chose when to propose. <laughs> you had you chose. I, I have a few things I want to talk about with this. Yeah. Can we just pause for a second to take can. a sidebar? First of all, I just want to reiterate the timeline. In March, he's with Selena Gomez. They break up. Within a few weeks, by April, he's reconnecting with Haley. Well, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Haley's at the Met Gala with another man in May. By June. Haley and Justin are dating. By July, they're engaged. Imagine being Selena Gomez, having been dating and with Justin Bieber just what? Well, how many months between March and July? Get four. Yeah. Four months. Four months between you and your partner breaking up and him being engaged to the ex-girlfriend he told you not to worry about. There's little wonder why people were so confused and why there was such a media frenzy around this. Going back through this, I am like, mm, no wonder this was such a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's messy. And then my other thing is like, Justin saying, I was going to wait a while to tell you all this, but word travels fast. Why propose in a public restaurant when you're the world's biggest pop star yeah. if you don't want word to travel oh, fast? So do it in your hotel room or do it at home or do it 
somewhere private. You yes. did it in a restaurant. <laughs> yes. Where everyone was told to put their phones away. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> that will do it. So how did Selena react to it all? Well, she didn't really. Every source under the sun who spoke to the US tabloids basically said the same thing. She is fine. The source told People magazine, she hasn't been thinking about Justin. She is in a great place and is very happy. E! News also talked to several sources who also said Gomez was fine about the whole thing. They said Selena was surprised an engagement happened this quickly, but not surprised Justin would do something like this knowing who he is. I thought that was an interesting line. At the end of the day, though, she really doesn't care. Another added, Selena knows that Justin makes rash decisions but wishes them both the best. I think the sentiment was pretty impressively the same across the board. I reckon I read six or seven different articles centred around sources from Selena's camp. And they definitely would have been legit sources from Selena's camp because her team would know they need to get a narrative out there. Like emphatically get a narrative she out She's okay, very much over Justin. She was surprised it happened this quickly because let's not lie, everybody is. <laughs> but that's also just his vibe. I think they did this very well. Yeah, I agree. I think this was expert PR. Guys, after the break, we're going to talk about the media circus of Justin Bieber and Hayley Baldwin getting married. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Alrighty, Mish, in August 2018, Vanity Fair published a pretty fascinating piece titled Why Are There So Many Paparazzi Photos of Justin Bieber <laughs> and Hayley Baldwin? In the story, writer Kenzie Bryant explored the emergence of what she dubbed New York's most photographed couple, Hayley and Justin. Yeah, in that piece, Kenzie Bryant wrote, It seems as though in the last two odd months, since right before the pop star and his model bride-to-be got engaged, a photo series of the two of them has been published every other day. And Kenzie Bryant was right. In the span of a few weeks, we had multiple pap shoots, I would call them, multiple shots from paparazzi of Haley and Justin making out in public, of them grabbing coffee, of them eating dinner, going shopping, working out, the whole shebang. We even in early August got photos of them crying together in a park mid-bike ride, then crying again at a nearby cafe later that day. It was very interesting to see because... Typically, from what we know of Justin Bieber and what we know of the women he was connected to, we'd get some photos, but nothing to this this level. level. No, and at the time, Kenzie Bryant sort of wrote that, how can we explain the sharp and bizarre rise in pap shots? (laughs) Though the inference was absolutely, without saying that they had been meticulously set up by the couple or their team. Now, looking back, it feels very much like this was a pretty smart and conscious effort by the couple to almost flood the media The more headlines they got out there, the more photos we saw of them together, the more we were like, yeah, okay, this is a legit thing because I think they probably were struggling against this narrative of being like, is this even a proper thing? Do you even know each other enough to be getting married? And the more we're reminded of all the little things they do together throughout the day, all the really innocuous, Mm. mundane tasks that they do together, like go and get coffee or go for a bike ride, we see them literally living a life together. I think it's very clever. I think so too. I think Selena nailed her approach and I think Justin and Haley did as much as they could to rewrite the narrative around their relationship. By flooding the media, you kind of desensitize the public to like, this is a thing, they're in love, they're getting married, deal with it. 
absolutely. Now, also when it comes to the crying photos, Mish, because <laughs> I don't think we can gloss over those. It might actually sound weird when we described it, but when you look at them, you, you don't get a sense that this is a couple arguing. It wasn't no. a photo shoot. I'm, I'm going to call it a shoot, but it wasn't a set of photos that were like that, you actually got the sense that these were two people who loved each other that were leaning on each other for something. Consoling each other, being really affectionate with each other despite the emotion that was clearly like going on between them. It seemed like Justin was crying about something unrelated to Hayley and Hayley was consoling him about that. Yeah, and whether or not that one may or may not have been set up is probably up for debate. But regardless, it wasn't like we were getting really explosive arguments from them on the streets of New York. No. Now, in September that year, the couple actually secretly married at a New York courthouse. People were first to report the news saying they were going to have a religious celebration and party later down the track. A source told the publication they're going to have a big blowout in front of God and everyone they love. The engagement and wedding was so quick that people assumed that Hayley Baldwin, now Bieber, must be pregnant. However, sources from Justin's camp quickly came out and shut those rumours down. The couple didn't actually confirm that they were even married for another two months. We know it happened in September. We didn't get that news until November when Justin posted a photo of Hayley with the caption, My wife is awesome Haley then promptly changed her surname on instagram to bieber and it was all official it was locked and loaded in feb 2019 some four months after bieber confirmed that the two were in fact married they sat down for a now famous cover story in a shoot with vogue oh. this was amazing mm. now the couple were pretty candid about a whole lot of things in this chat but none more so than the fact that marriage isn't easy now After reading this profile, it was kind of all anyone wanted to talk about. The minute this profile dropped, the minute people read their quotes about marriage, having only been married for four months, it became this big narrative of Justin and Hayley think marriage is very difficult. Yes, I think Hayley Bieber has probably grown to deeply regret these quotes. I'm going to read them out to everyone now. She told Vogue, the thing is, marriage is very hard. That is the sentence you should lead with. It's really effing hard hard. Now the piece went on to chat about their 2016 breakup where Vogue reiterated once again that something very bad happened between Haley and Justin to explain their first breakup. Haley told Vogue negative things happen that we still need to talk about and work through. Fizzles would not be the right word. It was more like a very dramatic excommunication. There was a period where I walked into a room he would walk out. Yeah for sure. Big stuff. The story they told writer Rob Haskell was that they reunited when they ran into each other at that Miami conference that we mentioned. Now, Haley explained, the common denominator, I promise you, was always church. By then, we were past the drama. I just gave him a hug. By the end of the conference, he was like, we're not going to be friends. I was like, we're not? Within a month, Haskell wrote, he had slipped an enormous oval-shaped diamond ring on her finger. I just love when celebrities tell us these stories because it's like, well, you kind of told us a few different stories over the years. Yeah. Like not to be picky, but you have also told us that he contacted you after Jimmy Fallon and now you're telling us that you reconnected at the conference. It's not like the math isn't mathing kind of thing. No, but I, I can understand what they're probably saying behind the scenes is, yes, that's true. Justin likely did reach out to her in April. Mm. However, they properly reconnected at this conference. So mm. I imagine in their minds they're like, well, we're not lying. It's just sort of bending the truth a little bit. Yeah. Are we all on the same page when this dramatic excommunication occurred that Justin 
often must have been unfaithful. Like that's, oh, the, sure. that's the, the vibe. Bad things happen that we still need to work through. It's got to be something like that. Trust issues. Yeah, for sure. Now, the other interesting part of this interview is Justin admitting to having had a problem with sex and drugs. Here are some of his quotes. I found myself doing things that I was so ashamed of, being super promiscuous and stuff. And I think I used Xanax because I was so ashamed. My mum always said to treat women with respect. For me, that was always in my head while I was doing it, so I could never enjoy it. Drugs put a screen between me and what I was doing. It got pretty dark. I think there were times when my security was coming in late at night to check my pulse and see if I was still breathing. Incredibly intense. To add to that, the couple also told Vogue that when they reconnected in June... He was more than a year into a self-imposed tenure of celibacy. Now, Justin had what he calls, and I quote, a legitimate problem with sex. On that, the writer explained, it was his remaining vice, an addiction that had long since ceased to provide him any pleasure. Not having sex, Justin decided, was a way for him to feel closer to God. Yeah, now they admitted in a kind of roundabout way that Justin's desire to have sex again was in part why he and Haley married so quickly. He said, when I saw her last June, I just forgot how much I loved her and how much I missed her and how much of a positive impact she made on my life. And I was like, holy cow, this is what I've been looking for. So he was a born again virgin, sees the girl that he loves and go, or the woman he loves rather, and goes, this is it. Let's fast track it because I don't want to be a born again virgin anymore. Yeah, or I want to be married before I have sex again. Yeah. The piece finished with this from Haley. It's just that I'm fighting to do this the right way, to build a healthy relationship. I want people to know that. We're coming from a really genuine place. But we're two young people who are learning as we go. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it's all a magical fantasy. It's always going to be hard. It's a choice. You don't feel it every single day. You don't wake up every day saying, I'm absolutely so in love with you and you are perfect. That's not what being married is. But there's something beautiful about it anyway, about wanting to fight for something, commit to building with someone. We're really young and that's a scary aspect. We're going to change a lot. But we're committed to growing together and supporting supporting each other in those changes. That's how I look at it. At the end of the day, too, he's my best friend. I never get sick of him. Justin grins and adds, and you're my baby boo. <laughs> Imagine. That's such like a beautifully put passage from her. And then he just chimes up with, and you're my baby boo. I know. I think what's really fascinating about this is I remember this at the time very, very well. And I remember, and still to this day, I, I agree with what we would have said back on the show in 2019, which is, If you've only been married for four months and you're saying it's really fucking hard, what's going on? This is the honeymoon period. Yeah, for sure. The older I get, the more I will be really fascinated by these two talking about their marriage in about 10 years' time and about what was actually going on at that point. Because I would hazard a guess it wasn't actually the marriage that was hard. There was probably something that one of them was dealing with that was extremely hard to navigate as a duo when they're that young. Mm. And they sort of used the marriage thing to say – this is not easy. As like a screen of protection, maybe. For sure. It's like that one step removed. So people go, oh, it's the relationship that's hard, not what they're dealing with within I think their it, household. I think it has to be that. Given the quotes that we're reading here, if you read between the lines, I think there has to be something more specific. Yeah, I agree. I'm also like, I remember reading those at the time and thinking they've got 12 months. Me too. Tru- truly, truly. Like we read those and we're like, these two are not long for this world as a married couple. Absolutely. We're sitting here years later 
and they're still together. If you had told me that back when we first talked about that Vogue interview on Shameless, I would have been shocked. Same. And I think there are elements of respect I have now that perhaps I probably didn't have enough of back then. They weren't lying to us, though. Like when they said to us constantly, we're really trying here. Like at the end of the day, we're a couple that really wants to make this work. They were. They weren't lying. Yeah, I completely agree. While we knew that Justin and Hayley were married, we were still waiting on that massive party of a wedding that they told us was coming. Now, the couple said that they did really want to do the whole traditional thing and had originally planned to have a big wedding in 2019. However, the date of the wedding was moved, not because the wedding day had become public, according to TMZ, but because some of Justin's family couldn't make the original wedding date. Around this time as well, reports also started to surface that Justin's battle with poor mental health was putting a strain on the marriage. Haley responded to that conjecture on Instagram stories, writing, don't believe what you read on the internet, folks. She posted that with a laughing emoji and a rolling eye emoji and added a fake news kind of meme to reiterate her point. Yeah, a week after she posted that on March 25, Bieber told his followers that he was taking a break from music to focus on his family and his health. He said, I am now very focused on repairing some of the deep-rooted issues that I have, as most of us have, so that I don't fall apart, so that I can sustain my marriage and be the father I want to be. He wrote that on Instagram, I think harping back to our last point about there being other issues going on in the relationship that weren't a cause of marriage. Yes. That can kind of help explain, perhaps. While he took a break from music, it didn't stop the controversies from coming. After all, on April 1, yes, April Fool's Day, (laughs) Justin Bieber cracked one of the most ill-received April Fool's jokes in recent memory when he pretended that he and Hayley were having a baby. Yeah, they they went a decent way to try and trick us of this. Now, it all started when Justin posted an ultrasound photo to Instagram with no caption. Now, people started to speculate that the timing was curious with it being April Fool's. Justin then followed that up with another post, this time of Haley surrounded by people who appeared to be medical professionals in the kind of room where a, a pregnant person would get an ultrasound. Still, people weren't sold. After all, if you looked closely at the ultrasound image, it was dated February 2, 2012, and was quite obviously taken from the Wikipedia page for ultrasounds. Yes. Now, within an hour of his first post, Justin admitted, yes, I was actually joking. He wrote on Instagram, wait, OMG, is that a April Fool's? And he (laughs) uploaded a photoshopped image of an ultrasound with a puppy inside. I didn't quite get it. (laughs) Outrage was pretty swift. For example, this tweet was liked over a thousand times. Justin Bieber faking Hayley being pregnant is gross and insensitive. Bieber didn't seem particularly phased, though, apologising, but also kind of like not. (laughs) He said, there's always going to be people offended. (laughs) (laughs) It's a classic. Uh, There's also people who don't take jokes very well. (laughs) I am a prankster. He's a larrikin, guys. I am a prankster and it was April Fool's. I didn't at all mean to be insensitive to people who can't have children. I'm a larrikin. I just do these things. One big oxymoron right there. (laughs) On September 3, so we're fast forwarding now a few months. On September 3, 2019, Justin Bieber posted a lengthy notes app screenshot to his Instagram. In it, he wrote about the darkness that had consumed him since becoming famous as a child. We're going to read you out some passages from that post. Have you noticed the statistics of child stars and the outcome of their life? There is an insane pressure and responsibility put on a child whose brain, emotions and frontal lobe aren't developed yet. Justin went on, I started doing pretty heavy drugs at 19 and abused all of my relationships. 
I became resentful, disrespectful to women and angry. I became distant to everyone who loved me and I was hiding behind the shell of a person that I had become. He went on and said, I felt like I could never turn it around. It's taken me years to bounce back from all these terrible decisions, fix broken relationships and change relationship habits. Luckily, God blessed me with extraordinary people who love me for me. Now I am navigating the best season of my life, marriage, which is an amazing, crazy new responsibility. You learn patience, trust, commitment, kindness, humility, and all the things it looks like to be a good man. I mean, Justin Bieber is certainly not my favourite person we've ever covered on this show. He's clearly deeply flawed. But Mm. I thought that this was a really interesting post. I think he's not wrong. And I think it's why it's important for us when we do these scandals to actually track someone's life from almost when we can the moment they're born. Mm. Because I think that level of context gives you insight that I think you really need about how and why people become the people that they are. I agree. I think with Justin Bieber... Truthfully, before we did this series, I didn't like Justin Bieber. I just thought of him as a brat, an entitled selfish brat who had hurt a lot of women. The more I've researched him and understood him, the more I have sympathy for him. I think you can kind of, uh, two things can be true. You can know that Justin Bieber inflicted pain onto people and that pain was not fair. Whilst also knowing that at least Justin Bieber, from where I stand, seems to be a man who has been committed to changing and doing better, which I think is actually admirable as much as he has done toxic things it does seem like the Justin Bieber of today is a slightly at least different person yeah I would agree with that at least that's what they're trying to communicate to us and I feel like too that's kind of what haley has been trying to tell us this entire time now on September 20 2019 we finally had the wedding that we've been waiting for <laughs> maybe it was just me yes they were already married but this was the party now the nuptials were big according to British Vogue Haley and Justin's wedding spanned three days at a luxury waterfront resort in South Carolina the guest list included Chris Jenner Kylie and Kendall model Joan Smalls Jaden Smith Camilla Marone Scooter Braun and Usher yeah per a Vogue article in the end the bride chose four dresses for the celebration a Vivian Westwood mini dress with the brand's signature corsetry and draping for the rehearsal dinner, a custom off-white gown and matching veil emblazoned with the words till death do us part for the ceremony, a Ralph and Russo halter neck seen in the first photo booth shots to emerge from the wedding, and a custom Vera Wang slip dress she teamed with the trainers at the reception. Yeah, now we actually got a pretty extreme level of insight to the nuptials because Justin Haley had actually had them filmed by a crew for his YouTube Red original series called Seasons. Now, I think one of my favourite parts is when they actually have to cover Haley with this like huge <laughs> fabric white, it's like a white box, right? Yes. It's almost like you're holding up the fabric you'd use for a media wall. That's the only, or like a, you know, spray tan tents or yes, something? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. A, a big white spray tan tent that they have, a team of people are holding over Haley, and all you can see are her feet shuffling forward as the box is moved forward so that paparazzi in helicopters above can't snap a photo of her dress before she can post about it herself. Yeah, or at least have Justin see it. Like, yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I'd like stack and fall if I could. They need little <laughs> eye holes for it to kind of see where she was going. Now, Thanks to the video, we also learned that Usher performed at the wedding. We also know that Justin performed One Less Lonely Girl for <laughs> Hayley up on the venue stage, which I am obsessed with. I actually love that. I love it because I, I imagine it was sort of tongue-in-cheek as well. It was you joking. Know, yeah. yeah, that's what he always used to do. And why not do it with you now, wife? Obsessed. Now, in October 2019, about three weeks after Justin and Hayley's wedding, Selena released one of her most successful singles to date. It was Lose You to Love Me. At the time of 
recording, the song has nearly 1 billion streams on Spotify. It's a good tune. It is a banger. I think it's my favorite Selena Gomez song. Now, the lyrics were of particular interest to the public, particularly these lines. I gave my all and they all know it. You turned me down and now it's showing. In two months, you replaced us like it was easy, made me think I deserved it in the thick of healing. Yeah, now, while Selena never outright confirmed that the song was about Justin, we kind of know it is. During press for the song, she told Ryan Seacrest that she'd written Lose You to Love Me over a year before she released it. Here's a snippet from that interview. It's more beautiful for me because I know exactly where I was when I wrote it and how I felt. And Could you have released it in the moment you felt it? No. Or would that have been too hard? Absolutely not. Too tough, right? Yeah, that wouldn't have happened it took me a long time to get through it so now it's but now it's fine like i'm smiling (laughs) that timeline seems to perfectly match up with justin and her breaking up and him moving on with Haley. we have the two months lyric it's about justin getting with Haley so soon after he broke up with selena Yes, and they want us to know that. Yes. Of course they don't want us to know that. Otherwise, you're not releasing this song right now. Or you're not saying it, in two months you replaced us. Like if you didn't want people to talk about this song in the context of your past relationships, you would change the lyrics. Absolutely. Now, in November, Selena Gomez performed Lose You To Love Me live. This was her first solo performance in years. So there was a lot of pressure on how she performed. And unfortunately, she visibly struggled on stage. Her voice was noticeably off key and shaky, which prompted some people to really come for her on Twitter. Seventeen Magazine wrote an article titled Selena Gomez is being dragged for singing off-key at the AMAs. It's a particularly, maybe for her, Selena, frustrating rhetoric to be out there that she's singing off-key when that's literally a lyric that she's included in the song. She has that lyric, you sang off-key in my chorus. And a lot of people memified that overlap on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Now, CNN remarked the performance didn't showcase the strongest of voices, but the following day, sources told E that Selena had actually experienced a panic attack before going on stage. If you've watched her documentary, My Mind and Me, you actually might remember watching scenes of Selena practicing before the AMAs and chastising herself for not delivering the song in the way that she wanted. And then after the performance, we were also shown footage of her sitting in bed clearly in a depressed state about how the performance went being comforted by friends it's hard to watch because you can see that before the performance her confidence is already so low like she already doubts herself so very much and then it doesn't go the way she wanted it to and it's even worse afterwards like you just feel incredible empathy at least i did for selena watching how this unraveled because the stakes were high and she didn't do the job that she wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, despite all that, the publicity for Lose You To Love Me and Selena's first album in almost five years, Rare, went on. In January 2020, she sat down with NPR to speak about the album's success and critical acclaim. Now, in that interview, she spoke about the meaning behind Lose You To Love Me, where she said, I felt I didn't get respectful closure and I'd accepted that, but I know I needed some way to just say a few things that I wish I had said. It is not a hateful song. It's a song that is saying I had something beautiful and I would never deny that it wasn't. It was very difficult and I'm happy it's over. And I felt like this was just a great way to say, you know, it's done and I understand that and I respect that. And now here I am stepping into a whole other chapter. We're going to play you a snippet of this interview because Selena's words on her relationship with Justin are truly fascinating. 
saying goodbye to Justin Bieber, who I'm assuming you're speaking about. <laughs> yeah, to get the name in. Oh, I get it. Do you look back on that time and, and is when you think about the parts of your life that were painful that you've kind of moved on from, is that one of the harder parts? Uh, no, because I've found the strength in it. It's dangerous to stay in um, a victim mentality. And I'm not being disrespectful. I do feel I was a victim to certain abuse. And you mean I th- emotional abuse? Yes. I wonder if Selena finally felt like she had the license to use that label of abuse, which is totally her right. Because Justin had said recently uh, he had used abusive in the context of his past relationships. Yes. And I think she finally felt maybe that she was rightful to be able to use that. Yeah, because he had come out himself and said he wasn't the best version of himself. He had said, and I think the wording was, I abused past relationships yes. and I was disrespectful to women. That's yes. what he had come out and said himself. And so, as you say, she was well within her rights to come out and say, well, this is part of my story too. Mm. It was around this time, early 2020, that Justin started discussing his drug problem kind of properly for the first time. As part of his YouTube Red Series seasons, Justin revealed that between the ages of 19 and 21, he had significant battles with substance abuse and addiction. And he said his biggest challenge was with lean. Now, this is something that's big in the US and not so much here because I actually hadn't heard the word mm. lean, Mish. But I had to Google it. Yeah, yeah, lean is like codeine cough syrup mixed with soft drink. Codeine, as we're sure most listeners are aware, can be extremely dangerous when consumed in high amounts. Yeah, it's actually the drug that got Mac Miller on a terrible path yes. in his life as well. And we know that path ultimately killed him. So it's very, very serious. Justin also revealed that he had started smoking weed at the age of 12 or 13. And that at his worst, he was drinking lean every day on top of popping pills, doing molly and shrooms. On Justin's drug problem, Haley said in the documentary, Justin and I were never really in each other's lives until he chose to get sober and was trying to come off the drugs. Justin said, I decided to stop because I felt like I, like I was dying. People don't know how serious it got. It was legit crazy scary. Yeah, I think what's really important here is, and to be really clear, this puts the height of Justin's drug abuse to, you know, about 2013, 2014, Mm. smack bang in the centre of all the dramas that we've spoken about with the drag racing incident, the Anne Frank stuff, that just generally hellish year for his reputation. I mean, the OG Morley stuff, the list was endless. Yeah, the documentary also touched on Justin's depression and let his fans know that he was taking antidepressants. From there, the documentary got a little woo-woo. We saw some interesting things that Justin was doing to combat his poor mental health, like going into oxygen chambers and some other stuff as well. But largely, the takeaway was, wow, Justin was really struggling for a time and he seems to finally be doing better. Yeah, now the other part of this story, of course, that we haven't yet mentioned is how the public never quite recovered from Justin moving on so quickly from Selena and how they certainly let Haley know about it. Jelena fans were kind of steadfast in their belief that there had to be tension between Selena and Haley because of this. I mean, he was kind of on and off with both of them over the course mm. of 10 years. And that in and itself led to a really public and awkward kind of cold war between the two women. For example, in October 2019, shortly after Selena released Lose You to Love Me, Haley shared this Instagram story listening to the song I'll Kill You. Now, fans immediately assumed she was just talking about Selena and they went nuts. Haley was actually forced to respond, commenting on an Instagram post about the topic, writing, please stop with this nonsense. There is no response. This is complete bullshit. She 
then later deleted that comment. Mm, according to Cosmopolitan magazine, Selena responded to the drama but stopped short of mentioning Haley by name. On an Instagram Live, she said, I am so grateful for the response of the song. However, I will never stand for women tearing other women down. So please be kind to everyone. Please be kind. I don't like seeing people being disrespectful or rude to other people. So please don't do that. This was the maybe very embryonic stage of a pattern that we would see for years to come, that Selena and Haley would reference each other without directly saying each other's names. Yeah. Haley would say, stop doing this to me. And then Selena would say, guys, be kind to everyone on the internet. Yeah. Now, people were so intrigued about the supposed awkwardness between these two. It even made news in 2019 when Hayley liked one of Selena Gomez's posts about the launch of her rare beauty collection. I mean, there were so many immature controversies around these two. And when Mm -hmm. I say immature, I put the onus back on the media and fans because how's this example as well? In 2020, Madison Beer, who was a mutual friend of both women, actually had dinner with Hayley at a restaurant called Craig's. And it was coincidentally on the same night that Selena's rare album release party was taking place at the same location. Mm. Now, Selena fans went so hard at Madison Beer, she had to defend herself saying, these rumors are getting insane. I just had dinner with my friend Hayley of 10 years and that's it. How is that a crime? I love Selena. I always have, as you all know. And I would literally never in a million years try to upset her. That is just mean and unnecessary and nothing happened. It was just a coincidence. You're bullying me for no reason. (sighs) Selena had to come out again and express her disappointment, saying, this is disgusting reading all of this. I'm so disappointed that people would speak to someone like this. I have known Madison since she was a baby and watched her continue to become the woman she is. There is no issue. And then in April 2022, after a series of TikTok videos were bombarded with comments slamming Hailey Bieber and comparing her to Selena, Hailey felt compelled to respond again. She posted a video directly asking people to leave her alone. She told the trolls, leave me alone at this point. I'm minding my business. I don't do anything. I don't say anything. Leave me alone, please. Enough time has gone by where it's valid to leave me alone. I beg of you, truly, that's my only request. Be miserable somewhere else, please. That definitely sounds like a woman who is at the end of her tether. For sure. But this wasn't the end of the Selena Haley <laughs> headlines. I'm going to get to them before the end of this episode. But we need to stick to the timeline because the timeline is very important. When it comes to Justin in June this year, he told the world he'd actually been struggling with a condition called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, a rare illness that had actually paralyzed half his face. In a video posted to his Instagram account, he explained... It's from this virus that attacks the nerve in my ear and my facial nerves and has caused my face to have paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this side of my face. This nostril will not move. He actually had to cancel the North American leg of his Justice World Tour, explaining physically, I am obviously not capable of doing the shows. Mm. So it's been a big year for Justin Bieber in terms of dealing with his own health. Yeah. And look, Ramsey Hunt is a really confusing condition. And again, we want to kind of give you guys the backstory you need. According to the New York Times, it's caused by the same virus that causes chicken pox in children and then shingles in adults. Most people with the condition make a full recovery, although the duration of symptoms can be really lengthy. For some people, it can take months to get better. In rare cases, if you don't get enough rest, if you don't get the right treatment and take care of yourself immediately, elements of facial paralysis and hearing loss can be permanent. So it was super important for Justin to take that time away. Yeah, and I think we know he's like had to cut to his short in the past. 
But he's copped so much shit for that. And mm. I think this one was one where people really understood that he had to put his health first and that it's like the most important thing he could possibly do. Mm. That's where Justin's at at the moment. In terms of Hayley, Hayley is actually much more active online. And dare I say, this might be a huge call, <laughs> she's more talked about than Justin. Well, Justin's barely been on Instagram. Yeah. We haven't heard from him. He posted about their wedding anniversary a couple of months ago. He's done a post about their dog, Oscar. Apart from that, we don't see Justin online really on social media at all. We also don't really see him around. Like we don't see him in the scene as much as we see Hayley. Yes. Like she will be popping up with the Kardashians in Keeping Up With The Kardashians on Kylie's Plane. Yes. Like she is very much around. She's also busy promoting her skincare line Road as well as putting out content on YouTube. She publishes this pretty popular series called Who's In My Bathroom, which is pretty entertaining where mm. she's interviewed the likes of Gwyneth Paltrow, Kiki Palmer, Kendall Jenner and Normani. Despite the number of years that have passed and despite her constant pleas for people to leave her alone when it comes to Selena fans really coming at her and her comments, Hayley has still basically up until the last month or two copped flack for being the woman that Justin chose over Selena. Yeah, it was really apparent when she sat down with Alex Cooper for an episode of Call Her Daddy in October. We spoke about this on Shameless, so I know a lot of you are already across the details. We'll just reiterate some of them again. In that episode, Hayley revealed that she had struggled with poor mental health as a result of this whole story. She also said that at points, at her lowest points, she, and I quote, didn't want to be here anymore because the internet vitriol was just too intense. She also was very direct in trying to clear up any speculation that she was the other woman in Justin and Selena's relationship at any point in time. The quote she gave to call her daddy was, I can say, period, point blank, I was never with Justin when he was in a relationship with anybody. That's the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Now, there was a lot of backlash still to the interview. I mean, I think there's always backlash when it comes to these three, right? But I think, I don't think this interview did what... Haley's team wanted it to do, which was to kill the story and to get people to leave her alone. So what instead happened, as we know, is pretty soon after, Haley showed the world just how fine things were with Selena. In the middle of October, she posed for photos with Selena Gomez at the Academy Museum Gala. Photographer Tyrell Hampton posted the photos to his Instagram with the caption, plot twist. I love that caption. The women were so close, they were practically cheek to cheek and sitting on each other's lap. Yeah, they were so amorous with like, each other. Yes, all over each other. It cannot be mistaken that they're on, at least they're trying to show us they're on very good terms. They're literally all over each other. Now, these images were, it goes without saying, a massive pop culture moment. 1.3 million people liked the post on Tyrell Hampton's page. He's not like a huge creator, so 1.3 <laughs> million says everything. And it got 23,000 comments. So that's Hayley, let's now check in with Selena Gomez. As you mentioned briefly earlier, Zara, she has made a foray into the beauty industry with her wildly popular and successful makeup line, Rare Beauty. That brand did launch in 2020. People were initially skeptical of having just another celebrity-led, celebrity-endorsed sure. beauty brand, but it has really been a success. For sure. Now, what's fascinating as well is it's tricky to find exact figures on what Rare Beauty has made since launch. 
Which is kind of unusual because I think with really successful brands. Like Fenty with Rihanna. They're very open with the public about how much revenue they're making in the first year or two. This brand is a bit more private and I wonder if that's because Selena's at the helm of that Mm. and maybe that's more in line with her brand. Now, Rare Beauty instead has been very public in its mission to support mental health awareness. In July 2020, on her 28th birthday, Selena launched the Rare Impact Fund, which plans to raise $100 million to provide mental health services to underserved communities. 1% of annual sales on Rare Beauty's products, in addition to funds raised by partners, will benefit the fund. So they've got 10 years that they're planning to raise that $100 million figure over. If they reach that, that is remarkable. It will also be the most money ever raised for mental health and mental illness. So if they do hit that target, that is beyond incredible. Of course, in November, Selena Gomez released her Apple TV documentary, My Mind and Me. She spoke a lot about her mental health and the challenges that have come with fame over the years. If you want all of our analysis on that documentary, go and listen to the Shameless episode from November 10. Otherwise, Zara, I think the main takeaway for you and me perhaps is how much Selena's brand has changed over the last decade in the public eye and how each of these people have really evolved as these scandals have passed them by. Hugely, I think when it comes to Selena, when she was in her 20s, she was known a lot for her relationships and she certainly lent into that. I mean, when you go back and read profiles, when you go back and read interviews, when you go back and consider her work... This relationship was a central part of her brand. And I think what's also become clear is that she grew to regret that a little bit. Yes. And grew to think, you know, I actually want to be known for my work as well. I want to be known for my mental health awareness work and my activism. And I think she has made a really conscious effort to change that narrative. And I do think in the last year in particular, she's done that very, very well, that people see her very much as an independent entity. And I can't imagine a world where we ever really consider her as part of a firm duo anymore. Well, it's been over four years since the breakup with Justin in March 2018. And I cannot think of another man or woman that she's been connected to romantically. And so... We don't know about Selena's private life really anywhere near as much as we used to. I think she's very talented at giving us the appearance of transparency while also really holding her privacy close to her chest. Who knows who Selena is romantically connected with? I don't think she'll ever really give us much until maybe she really chooses to settle down with someone. Yeah, for sure. And I think I've been really impressed with what Hayley's done with her career. I've been really impressed with how she's carved out this pretty unique brand for herself not let trolls and dickheads on the internet tear her apart either like she's stayed despite all the hate she's stuck around yeah for sure and then I think the one thing that I have been surprised about when it comes to this story is so much of this has been fixated on Selena and Hayley Selena and Hayley and Justin's just been so really part of that conversation mm. and uh, you know he made some funky choices over the years <laughs> to jump between them truly and yeah. it must have been pretty horrendous behind yeah. the scenes to be part of that and he hasn't really ever been as much a part of that conversation as I think you probably should have. Yeah, interesting. I think some of his captions have been really great, accepting responsibility, but I do think we could all do better when we pull Selena and Haley into a headline to also make Justin a focal point, if not the biggest focal point of that story. I mean, he's the one that connects the whole thing. He's he is the mayonnaise the s- in the sandwich. He is the central thread. Guys, that is all we've got time for. This has certainly felt like a marathon. <laughs> presenting a this fun marathon a fun marathon i hope you've enjoyed listening as we've mentioned this series was researched by you and i michelle 
if people want to support the show, come and follow us on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That is how other people find the show. Yeah, we're also on every social media app really under the sun. So search for Shameless Podcast and chuck us a follow there too. Otherwise, guys, we'll be back in your ears on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.